Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Joan Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, December 14, 2016. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity news on Hillary Duff, Mary J. Bly, Jules Santana, Young Thug, Alan Thicke, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. There's no place like home. Getting home safely is just a click away. Find the right seat for your little one's age and size. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat for more information. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <laughs> It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Happy holidays, everybody. I'm Brian McKnight for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. When you're traveling during the holidays and you see someone who's had too much to drink, about to get behind the wheel, get those keys. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Just tuning in, you are listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, just click on the follow-up button on the top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, we're on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number one. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gives. That's T-J-O-N-E-S. G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny 44 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's currently on the phone line. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And again, if you want to make sure you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. 
before I get uh, started with the show today, I also want us to give you guys a reminder. Tune in December 28th for the year-end show where I give you a breakdown of the most talked-about stories of 2016. And also tune in on February for my annual Valentine's Day show. It's the one show that I do every year, a music show, where I play some of my favorite slow jams and uh, love songs for Lover's Holiday. So make sure you tune in on February for my annual Valentine's Day show and also tune in on December 28th for the year-end review of the most talked-about entertainment stories for 2016. Well, uh, as usual, we always got something to talk about. This week we're going to be talking about Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff is under fire for a picture that she posted on social media with her son while they were in uh, Disney Land or Disney yeah Disneyland. I'll tell you what that was. Also, uh, Mary J. Bly is asking the courts to force her estranged husband. Can do Isaac to return an item that means means a lot to her, near and dear to her. I'll tell you what that is. Also, Young Thug faced a lot of criticism for what he did last week after he was caught on camera insulting two female airline employees. And I'll tell you, um, the one person in his life that made sure that he went back and apologized. I'll tell you who, who was that one person that Young Thug. Was uh, had to listen to. Without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. Hillary Dove let her haters keep on hating after she was getting heavily criticized for kissing her son Luca on the lips during a trip to Disneyland. Uh, the actress responded by urging the critics to just unfollow her. The entire thing started on Monday, December 12, when Duff posted an Instagram photo and some pictures at what she called the happiest place on earth. In one of the snaps, she was seen planting a kiss on her four-year-old boy's lips as they posed together. Now, the image somehow bothered many of our fans who deemed it inappropriate. Fortunately, lots of Dutch fans then defended her, saying that parents kiss their children on the lips. It's completely normal. Uh, Duff herself finally reacted to the backlash on Tuesday. That day she shared on Instagram a screen grab of a message that read, quote, for anyone co- uh, commenting that a kiss on the lip with my four-year-old is inappropriate, go ahead and click unfollow with your warped minds and judgment, unquote. Now this is Duff's second time to have courted criticism in the past few weeks. Previously she was forced to issue an apology after she, after she and her then-boyfriend Jason Waltz dressed up as Native American pilgrims duo for Halloween. Uh, you know, I saw the photo, and you know what? I don't know why everybody is in the uproar. This is her son. She is the mom. She should be able to kiss her son on the lips. It's, it's a, a sign of love and affection. I mean, people were acting like she was tonguing down her son for some reason. I mean, and the only people I think that had a problem with this might have been people who don't have children of their own or just mothers who just, don't show any kind of affection. I don't know. But, I mean, they made it seem like she had put her tongue in her son's mouth. 
And, you know, and this reminds me of the other incident with actress Alicia Silverstone. Remember, uh, I think it was last year when she was uh, – Chewing her son, she was chewing. Uh, she was feeding her son, and she was chewing the food in her mouth, and then uh, she was regurgitating the food and putting it in her son's mouth. That's the type of behavior that birds do when mother birds feed their young uh, chicks. They do the same thing. And people were in an uproar for that, but I, I mean, I can understand when it came to Alicia Silverstone, when you know you're you're chewing the food for your child, and then you're chewing it with your own saliva, and then you're putting it into your own children's mouth. So that was a little, that that was a little too much. But as far as Hillary Dove, you know, kissing her son on the lip. I mean, I know a lot of mothers who do that. I didn't see nothing wrong. I mean, my God, they was acting like she was, like, tonguing him down or something. But she got a lot of support from fans that weren't bothered by it. And, um, you know, that's that's always going to be the case, especially when you post it. Anytime you post certain pictures on social media, expect for some kind of backlash, especially when it comes to celebrities. Um, you know, or just choose your photos wisely because you know there's always going to be someone that got something to say. Mary J. Bly is asking a court to force her estranged husband, Martin Kundu Isaac, to return several items that he was supposed to give back to her in February, including one of her Grammy Awards. The singer alleged in a new divorce document that he's holding onto her Grammy and other awards and her two Mercedes-Benz, a C300 and an SL550. The singer also stated that her ex-husband, conned her out of $420,000 in business expenses when he served as her manager. As previously reported, Kendu is demanding nearly 130000 in spousal support and other luxuries like a private chef, personal trainer, and a wardrobe. The pair married in 2003 and Bly filed for divorce in July, citing irreconcilable differences. An arrest warrant is out for rapper Jules Santana in New Jersey for being a deadbeat dad, allegedly. According to TMZ, the artist, whose real name is Laurent Lewis James, owes nearly 30000 in child support to the mother of his 13-year-old son, Laurent Jr. Now, Jules, who was ordered to pay 1800 per month in 2013, has fallen behind to the tune of 28000 and this is according to the laws in, in New Jersey. Uh, his next payment is due on the 16th of this month, and there's an active warrant out for his arrest. Now, uh, Jewel and his uh, girlfriend, the mother of his uh, current children, his two children, Cambella, Kim- uh, they uh, responded to these allegations and said that the Jewel said there's always two sides to every story, and he also said that he's a good father and he knows that he is. And Kimbella, she uh, re- uh, reiterated and said that uh, nobody's going to bring us down. We're a happy family, and nobody's going to bring any kind of negativity toward our way, our way. We're a family that prays together, and we're staying strong. But, um, you know, uh Again, like he said, Jules Santana said there's two sides of every story. Um, if this is the case, you know, maybe he can work out some kind of deal, but allegedly he owes really 28000 in back child support. 
And Young Thug faced criticism last week after he was caught on camera insulting two female Alaska airplane employees. The rapper has now returned to the airport to apologize to the two workers, all thanks to his mom. Now, Young Thug took to Instagram yesterday to reveal that his mother forced him to directly say sorry to the ladies. He said, quote, when your mama makes you go to the airport and apologize, sorry, loved ones. Young Thug was seen getting involved in an argument with two airline employees in a video that emerged online a few days ago. He called them ants, peasants, and bums before offering them 15000 to quit their job. Um, he also verbally attacked the ladies for their appearances, referring to them as black burnt women who look like Africans that got deported. He also told them that he, that he's bigger than the law. Now, because of this altercation, Doug had to miss his flight and subsequently reschedule his Seattle show. In response to those who criticized him for insulting the two airline workers, he defended himself on Twitter by saying that the ladies behind the counter were disrespectful too, and he also said that there's two sides to every story. I uh, want to mention that... Um, yeah, Young Thug is talented. He's a, a great rapper, but he's not the best-looking dude either. So it was like, how can you t- say these things to these women when you're not the best-looking dude out there? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if you guys uh, have seen Young Thug, but how 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 dare you call these women uh, uh, black, burnt, uh, you you look like African. First of all, Africans are you. That's our ancestors. That's where we arrived. We're derivative from. You kind of sound ignorant. Number one, and number two, I'm so sick and tired of men, especially black men, not all but some, disrespecting and uh, calling and saying these things about black women. Um. For those black men that have a problem, you kind of come across ignorant because you came from a black woman. And I'm so sick and tired of people insulting black women when it comes to our looks. Just a couple of weeks ago, this um, this this woman from West Virginia who worked for the city insulted the first lady, calling her an ape in heels. I'm so sick and tired of people always saying negative things about black women and their looks. And as long as I've been doing this show, there was an article uh, several years ago that they mentioned that African-American women or women of African descent are the ugliest women uh, as far as other race of women. They put down us saying that we're the ugliest women when it comes to other ethnic groups. And I don't understand why why is that these fine, handsome black men that you see out here came from black women, so for you to say and insult our looks like that, you're wrong and 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 every it's not just the outside that counts, it's the inside that makes a woman beautiful. And I'm so sick of tired of people, the media, these racist people, these uh, ignorant rappers, uh, ignorant entertainers really uh, insulting black women. It's it's really, it, we got to stop this nonsense, seriously. It's, it's not right. And I think mothers have to 
we're responsible mothers or, uh, you know, to teach our young sons that are going to eventually grow up to be young men and to be men of themselves to have some respect for all women. You know, it's it's just it's just getting out of hand, and especially when it comes to African American women that we're these, these ugly beings walking around, and, and that's not right. And we're not we're not ugly, we're not ugly. So you guys got to stop this nonsense. Uh, right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Today we started a little late, and uh, but I'm glad that you're tuning in and listening to the show. Usually we broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern right here in New York City. And uh, today we just started a little late, but I'm glad you're tuning in and uh, supporting the show. Uh, also this week in entertainment, uh, we lost a great icon. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, uh, we lost actor uh, Alan Thicke, beloved TV icon. Uh, he has died. TMZ report that Allen had a heart attack while he was playing hockey with his 19-year-old son, Carter. He was transported to Providence St. Joseph Medical Center around noon yesterday and was pronounced dead. Now, law enforcement sources also confirmed that an organ recovery company was contacted so that some of uh, Thicke's organs could be donated. He's survived by his three sons, singer Robin Thicke, Brennan, and Carter, and his wife, Tanya. Now, Allen and Carter regularly played hockey at a rink in Burbank. He and Carter were reportedly on the ice around 11 a.m. when he started having chest pain, then got nauseous and vomited. The ambulance picked him up around 11.30 and took him to the hospital. Now, Thicke it was a Canadian actor. He was a songwriter, a game and talk show host. He was known for his role as Jason Seaver, the father of the on the ABC television series Growing Pains. He also had a successful career as a TV-themed song composer, often collaborating with his then-wife Gloria Loring on themes for popular sitcoms like Different Strokes and The Facts of Life. Alan Thick, he's uh, dead at 69, truly going to be missed, a talented man. Again, he wrote different strokes and the facts of life. And he, what was so uh, ironic was when he, four hours prior to the, uh, prior to his death, he had tweeted that, uh, uh, you know, uh, supporting his son. Um, they, he had tweeted a message about just four hours prior to that, and he was in uh, talks to do a reality series. So, such a shame, such a shame. And a lot of uh, other celebrities uh, tweeted about and mourned about his death and how he meant so much to them and in his lives. And just sad, you know. Uh, 2016 has definitely been a memorable year when it comes to we lost so many well-known celebrities this year. And uh, we'll we'll be talking about that during our year-end show on December 28th. And own uh, Oprah Winfrey's network and Tyler Perry hit drama drama series The Have and Have Not. They're going to be returning for season four with all new episodes on Tuesday, January 3rd at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, most recently, the season finale of The Have and Have Not delivered 4.1 million viewers and ranked as the night's number one cable telecast across 
when it comes to women. The series constantly ranked as Tuesday night number one original cable series among women 25 to 54 and women 18 plus, as well as primetime number one original series among African-American women and total viewers. The Have and Have Nots is created, written, directed, and executive produced by Tyler Perry and is produced by OWN by Tyler Perry Studios. And comedian and radio personality J. Anthony Brown has joined Cheryl Underwood's radio program, and he's expected to bring all the hilarious content that he owned and produced during his 20-year stunt on Tom Joyner's morning show. Cheryl Underwood radio airs on 70 radio affiliates across the country in the Virgin Islands and, on, and online. Uh, with a reach of over 5 million listeners daily. Cheryl, Cheryl Underwood Radio began in t- 2013 with only one affiliate station in Toledo, Ohio. Today, the affiliate roster has expanded to 70 affiliate stations, with 65 sta- stations added to added in the last year alone. Meanwhile, it was previously reported that Tom Joyner Morning Show is replacing J. Anthony Brown with a rotating cast of five well-known entertainers, such as Bill Bellamy, Sherry Shepard, Arsenio Hall, Kim Whitley, and Lavelle Crawford. Each will fill in one day a week. Brown worked with Joyner for two decades, and he left the show after his efforts to put together a weekend solo show with Joyner Reach Media fell through. And the voice has crowned its new winner in the season 11 finale. Many predicted that the battle for the champion title would be between Billy Gilman and Sundance Head, but Josh Gallagher and Wee McDonald were also still in the running for the prize. After a bunch of performances, including Stevie Wonder and Ariana Grande duet of their new song, Fade, host Carson Daly announced the final result. The winner of the latest installment of the singing competition series is Sundance, giving Blake Shelton his fifth win on the show. He sang his original song, Darling Don't Go, which he debuted on Monday's show. Also in the uh, the December, uh, also in the finale, the top four brought back eliminate, uh, eliminated contested for group performances with fellow teammates. The Voice returned with season 12 on February 27 on NBC with Adam Levine, Blake Shelton, Alicia Keys, and Gwen Stefani as coaches. And about 1,100 fans have signed a petition, get this, to keep Wonder Woman as a U.N. ambassador for the empowerment of women. They firmly agreed that the D.C. female character deserved the honorable title on the basis that she represented feminism, equality, peace, and justice. Chloe uh, Bedrin, one of the fans, wrote on Change.org that Wonder Woman is so much more than her appearance, which was the core of her dismissal. Uh, Some of the reasons they gave the people who... uh, petition and no longer wanted Wonder Woman as the U.N. ambassador, said that uh, because she has large breasts, uh, she's a white woman of impossible proportion, she was scatterly clad and um, dressed with the, the thigh-bearing bodysuit, they said that they... They, they they said that they think that Wonder Woman is not merely such a woman, and anyone who knows Wonder Woman understands that she does advocate for the peace, freedom, and rights of all people around the world, just what the U.N. needed. Now, they're saying that because she's the way she's dressed, they don't feel that she's a, a, a appropriate representation of being a U.N. ambassador. Now, Wonder Woman was given the title earlier this year, but after many complaints about her sexualized image, 
A petition was launched on petition sites asking the U.N. to reconsider the selection. 45,000 people support this petition. Can you believe it? Now, Wonder Woman is one of the few female characters in the DC universe, an Amazonian woman and an ex-nurse who fight for the world. She has been idolized and admired by young girls who love to be in her place. The the heroine was uh, portrayed by Linda Carter on a TV series released in 1975, and now actress Gal Gadot, she plays the new version of the Amazon princess and will star in the 2017 movie, simply titled Wonder Woman. Can you believe this? 45,000 people did not want Wonder Woman to be the UN ambassador anymore because the way she looked, her body, and the way she dressed. Unbelievable. And in the midst of his post-hospitalization trip to New York City, Kanye West just made a pit stop at Trump Towers to visit President-elect Donald Trump and pose for pictures. Uh, in the video that just appeared on all the major cable news channels, the rapper was filming, uh, was kind of grinning from ear to ear as he walked with his entourage in Trump's Midtown Manhattan building. Um, after their meeting, the two posed together for photos. West, meanwhile, refused to answer questions. Kanye West later broke his silence on Twitter by saying he wanted to meet with Trump to discuss multicultural issues. These issues including bullying, uh, supporting teachers, modernizing curriculums, and violence in Chicago. The powwow takes place nearly two weeks after West was released from the UCLA Medical Center following a nine-day stay for extreme exhaustion. Last month, West revealed during his uh, St. Pablo tour that he didn't vote in the presidential election. However, if he did, he would have voted for Trump, who was also one of the celeb depicted lying in a giant bed nude with the likes of Taylor Swift, Kim Kardashian, West, and others in his famous music video. Now, you know what? You know why I have a problem with that visit? First of all, I don't know if you guys noticed. I thought he still didn't look too well to me, to be honest with you. You know, he has his hair dyed blonde. He still needed some more rest. I think Kanye West should have just stayed home, get some more rest, and be with his family. He didn't need to go come all the way here to New York from L.A. to be smiling in Donald Trump's face. Now, here's the kicker. See, I don't know if Kanye West just, it goes to show you how little we forget, because this is the same man, Donald Trump, who insulted his sister-in-law, Khloe Kardashian, and his wife when it came to their weight. That's right. They, Donald Trump might might say that he and Kanye West had been friends for a long time when they met yesterday. However, his past interviews showed that the president-elect wasn't even a fan of Kanye's a few years ago. Now, this was pointed out by multiple news outlets. Trump once publicly slammed West after that Taylor Swift incident at the 2009 MTV Video Music Awards. Now, during the ceremony, Kanye famously interrupted the then-country songbird accepted speech for Best Female Video and said that Beyonce should have won the award. You all remember that, right? 
Now, responding to Yee's antics in an interview with TMZ, Trump branded the rapper's behavior, calling it disgusting, and called on a boycott on him so that this kind of thing doesn't happen again. Trump did this. Trump also said that Wes actually couldn't care less about Beyonce not winning the award. He said, quote, it was grandstanding to get attention, unquote. Trump also attacked Kim Kardashian so many times before the two men meeting this week. Trump body shamed Kim back in 2013 when she and Wes were still dating. Trump even said in a chat with Howard Stern on, a, uh, on one of his Sirius XM radio shows, they was talking about Kim's body. They said, does she have a good body? No. Does she have a fat ass? Absolutely. This is what they were saying on the show. And if it weren't Kim, they said they wouldn't even want to go. If it wasn't for, if if if, it, if it, they had to date Kim, they said they wouldn't even want to go out with her. Okay? He also criticized Kim, and he commented on her first pregnancy in an interview later that year. He said, Trump said that she was a nice person. He claimed he knew her over the years, saying that she was a real nice person, but he said that she got a little bit large. He said, I don't think she should dress like she weighs 120 pounds. This is what he said. And this was over a little, uh, over a year ago. This is what Trump said. So I don't understand why would Kanye come all the way to sit down with Trump after you insulted my wife, after you insulted my sister-in-law, after you talked about her weight, and and he and Trump was not a big fan of yours. Everybody know that you looked at kind of crazy for getting up on stage and taking a little bit of Taylor's uh, 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 her shine. And now you're gonna come and talk to this man and claim, oh, I'm a supporter now. I just I just find it unbelievable. It, it it I mean Kanye is just not right in the head. I mean I I don't I don't, what man would do that? What man would sit down with a man who just insulted your wife and family and said he wasn't even a big fan of yours? I just don't understand. And then you're going to say, oh, he's a good friend of mine, a good person. And I know it's the one thing about Donald Trump. When you, he don't like you, he talks about you, but then when he hears that you have nice things to say about him or you put his his name in a positive light, now all of a sudden he he's your friend, he's all, you're, you, now you're good with him. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I just, I just don't understand this. If you guys find that to be a problem, let me know. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656. Press the number 1, and I'll put you through on the air. Again, that's 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Tell me, do you think that was right for Kanye to come all across the country and be grinning in, 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 I'm sorry, in Donald Trump's face and talk about issues after this man wasn't even couldn't stand you. I, I don't get it. I really do not get that. Uh, coming up in the next half hour, um, we have here. Um, 
we have uh, Mariah Carey. Uh, apparently, she went on social media and took a uh, Instagram photo of her and Beyonce. Apparently, Beyonce checked the Mariah Carey's uh, "All You All I Want for Christmas Is You" concert right here in New York City, and they posted a cute picture with them and their kids. And uh, Mariah also announced that she's going on tour with Lionel Richie. And the nominees for the 48th annual NAACP Image Awards are in. I'll tell you who got nominated. And uh, this whole thing about Bobby Christina Brown Estate and Nick Gordon, it's, it's still it's, it's not looking good for Nick Gordon. I'll tell you why. And also, uh, Bill Cosby got jokes. I'll tell you what he said when he arrived in court on Tuesday morning. And uh, 50 Cent is not happy about being snubbed at the 2017 Golden Globe nomination. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
If you recall, Brown's father, Bobby Brown, sued Gordon for wrongful death last year and won. In November, a judge ordered Gordon to pay $36 million for the wrongful death of Bobby Christina, who passed away from suspicious circumstances on July 26, 2015, at age 22. While he wasn't found criminally responsible for Brown's death, he is legally responsible, and the estate is hitting him hard for payment despite Gordon being broke, depressed, and unable to find work. A man named Logan Harris, who claimed to be Nick Gordon's cousin, says that Gordon wants to get financially stable, but he can't get a job because he will go to the lawsuit. It will go to the lawsuit. Uh, he is looking at filing for bankruptcy. Harris also claimed that Gordon is still battling depression in the wake of Brown's death and the ruling over the lawsuit. Gordon is allegedly living with his mother, Michelle Gordon, in Sanford, Florida, and is trying to get his life back on track. JasmineBrand.com reports that Gordon's $36 million judgment includes $1.3 million for assault and battery, medical damage, and an additional $4.2 million because when he assaulted her, he was under the influence of drug or alcohol, and $13 million for pain and suffering, plus $15 million for loss of life and loss of future potential income. The estate lawyer has served Gordon with a list of questions to determine just how hard he's up for cash, and the lawyer wants to analyze Nick's bank statements, tax returns, account balances, and any income earned from various media interviews. If Gordon fails to respond to the request, a judge can authorize the lawyer to seize any property that lists in Gordon's name, including current or future income, until the debt is paid in full. Wow. And TNT is getting its nails did. The Turner-owned network has officially given a series order for the Rashida Jones-produced dramedy, Claws. Uh, due in 2017, the 10-episode single-camera comedy is described as a midnight, dark, wickedly funny meditation on a female badness that follows the rise of five diverse and treacherous Flor- Floridians, manicurists, in the traditional male world of organized uh, their South Florida nail salon is supposed to be owned by Desma Sims, played by our good friend Nisi Nash, Carrie Preston, Judy Ray- Reyes, and friends and friends of the show Harold Perrineau. He calls he co-star in the uh, show as well. Now the series will showcase uh, that there's going to be like a lot going on at this nail artisans of uh, Manatee Ca- County Salon, then silk wraps and procedures, pedicures. Uh, the idea for Clause was conceived by Elliot Lawrence, who penned the pilot and will serve as co-executive producer. This sounds like an interesting show. So, in other words, we got these uh, women in Florida who owns this nail shop, but they're not just only manicurists, but they also are handling the world of organized crime in from their nail salon, according to this. And, again, it's um, starring an outstanding cast. Uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing Harold Perrineau here on the show. You know him from from such hits as The Best Man. Uh, he had a, a short-lived show on NBC. If you want to check out that interview I had with Harold, you can always go to the archives and listen to the archives here on Block Talk Radio. And if you can't listen to the show, you can't get listen to the show each time live, you can always check out the archives here on Block Talk Radio. 
I also post the show also on the Facebook page. And also check out Stitcher.com, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. It's a website with over 60-plus thousand radio shows and podcasts. You just type in That's Entertainment Online Radio in the search box, and you can catch the show, uh, the archives of the show from there as well. And Fox is going all, going all in on the old school hip hop tip for its New Year's Eve special. Directed from the, directed from the I Love the '90s tour, hip hop artists Bismarcky, Coolio, Naughty by Nature, Rob Bates, Salt and Pepper, Tone Low, and Young MC will join Pitbull and host Queen Latifah and Snoop Dogg for Pitbull's New Year's Revolution, airing December 31st from 11 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. The third annual special will broadcast live from Miami Bayfront Park. Additional performers to be announced. Pitbull, Latifah, and Snoop are also serving as producers of the special. The inaugural edition of the I Love the 90 Tour wrap its U.S. leg in April before heading overseas for the month of June. And additional acts on the bill include Vanilla Ice and Color Me Bad. That's, that's going to be a nice tour. Um, this is the first time I'm hearing about this tour, actually. But you, if you were, were born in the 90s and you love 90s hip-hop and R&B like myself, this is the tour for you. So, um, And they're also going to be performing, some of the people that's on that ticket are going to be performing at Pitbull New Year's Eve special. And he does a great New Year's Eve special. I mean, I enjoyed the one that he had last year. Um, it was all that. So um, definitely check it out. And Hulu is teaming with producers Devon Franklin, Tony Kraz and MGM TV to develop a series, get this, based on Pam Greer, 1974 Black uh, Poitation uh, uh, classic, Foxy Brown, with Franklin White, Megan Good to take on the lead role. Now, Michael Spellman from Empire and Ben Watkins from Burn Notice, they will pin the TV adaptation. And it's described by Deadline as a modern re-imaging of the 1974 movie and its endearing title character. Now, the original film plot had uh, Greer, Pam Greer, Foxy Brown seeking revenge for the murder of her boyfriend by a drug syndicate. The Foxy role has been a passion for Megan Good. She also will serve as producer on the series. Her husband is executive producing it via his Franklin Entertainment and and Kratz through his uh, Flame Venture. Uh, on the film side, Franklin and Krantz will also partner on the adaptation of another classic MGM property, Cooley High. Now, Megan Good previously starred in the NBC drama Deception and Fox Minority Report and recur on CBS Cold Black. She will next be seen headlining the Lifetime movie Love by the Tenth Date, which premieres on January 28th, and the feature film Deuces. Earlier this year, Good published her first book, bestseller, The Way a Powerful Practice for Find the Love of Your Life and the Life You Love, which she co-wrote with her husband, Devon Franklin. And also I had the privilege of interviewing Megan Good, so if you want to check out that interview, that's when she was promoting the NBC show Deception. Again, another great show, great series that was also short-lived. If you want to check out that interview, definitely go into the archive. Just type in Megan Good and uh, listen to that interview. Right now we have here about uh, 
Almost 12 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining story of the day. Don't go anywhere. Everybody gets high sometimes, you know. remaining in the show that was the uh, latest music from Major Laser featuring Justin Beaver and Cole Water. All right. Well, Bill Cosby, he got jokes. That's right. <laughs> uh, as talk of a possible plea deal picked up steam, uh, the comedian arrived in court Tuesday for a pre-trial hearing in an alleged 2004 sexual assault of Andrea Constant. According to Deadline.com, Cosby waved to the crowd as he entered the Norristown, Pennsylvania courthouse just before 9 a.m. with the assistant of a cane and a bodyguard. Now, according to the reports, Cosby said, quote, 
Don't tase me, bro, to court security as he entered the building barring the infamous line from the University of Florida student who yelled it at security officer during a John Kerry speech. According to Deadline, both sides are denying that a plea deal is being discussed, but a source close to the situation tells Deadline that there have been early conversations between Cosby attorney and Montgomery County DA Kevin Steele. With a trial set to start next June, the 79-year-old Cosby would face up to a decade behind bars and hefty fine if found guilty of the three felony charges of second-degree aggravated indecent assault against the then Temple University employee. Cosby lawyer today will seek to hold or blunt argument by prosecutors to have 13 other women who have accused the actor of sexual assault or drugging them to take the stand to reinforce Constance's story. And Rick Fox, Rick Fox has been cast in a recurring role on a season two of Greenleaf. The retired basketball player has taken on the role of Darius, a handsome reporter, covering the latest round of scandals at Calvary Fellowship World Ministry, uh, with a liking to sandbagging high church officials in the parking lot, hoping to pressure them into blurting out something memorable. The dramatic series was the most watched new cable show of the summer, according to the OWN Network. It was previously reported that Greenleaf delivered record numbers with its season finale, bringing in 2.4 million viewers, making it the network's most watched and highly rated Wednesday telecast in network history. Fox, whose film credits include Dope and Meet the Browns, recently recurred on KC Undercover, Shoot the Messenger and Hit the Floor and guest star on Shameless and I Zombie. Production of the second season is currently underway in Atlanta for premiere in spring 2017. Greenleaf is produced by OWN by Liongate in association with Harpo Film and Pine City. And Curtis 50 Cent Jackson is not happy about his star series Power getting zero 2017 Golden Globe nomination. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association revealed its nominees that morning in Beverly Hills and the crime drama executive produced by 50 got nada. The rapper took to Instagram with his frustration. He said, quote, I'm on the move again. The Golden Globes can suck a D. The Grammy-winning rapper wrote on Instagram after the nomination was announced. He said, quote, I accept my series power was not intended to be a signature show for the network, but it is the highest rated show. I know my audience very well. I'm done promoting this outside of contractual obligations. Season four, canon must die. I got other S to do, unquote. Despite record-breaking ratings, Courtney A. Kemp's crime drama had never been nominated for a major award. Earlier this summer, during season three of Power, stars renew the series for two more seasons. Season four is expected to begin in the summer. And get this, before his death in April, Prince was mewling a Netflix reality series centered on a Minnesota-based home and studio, Paisley Park. A rep for the streaming service told the Associated Press on Saturday that the company had been in discussions with Prince about a series, but but the, but the project did not come to uh, it didn't come to service before his passing. Now, photographer Maya Washington, a friend of the performer, known for such hit as Purple Rain in 1999, told GQ recently that he had talked about the show and how he didn't want it to be in it. She asked him why. She asked Prince why not, and Prince answered, I can't be funny. I have to save the world. Can you picture Prince having a reality series? 
But you know, if if it had resurfaced or if, if they were in talks to having this reality series, fans of his would have said, oh, we got to have him in, even just to make a small appearance. Yeah, Prince was in talks to have a Netflix reality series center on his Paisley Park studio. Wow. And John Legend has signed on to perform at the 66th NBA All-Star Game in New Orleans in or, uh, in February. The 10-time Grammy winner Crooner just released his fifth album, Darkness and Light, on December 2nd, along with his first single, Love Me Now. He'll follow it up with the All-Star Halftime slot on Sunday, February 9th at the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans. Coverage of the game will begin at 8 p.m. Eastern on TNT. And Michelle Obama spoke about the evolving influence of women in the music industry for Billboard's annual Women in Music Gala, which was held last Friday in New York. Billboard partnered with American Express to produce Women in Music, Inspiring a Generation, an eight-minute video that spotlights the importance of women in all levels of the industry, whether on stage or behind the scenes. In addition to Flotus, the film includes such notables as Billboard Executive of the Year honoree, Bazama St. John, and breakout singer-songwriter, my girl, Tori Kelly. The First Lady also discussed how women in music helped create the soundtrack for Let Girls Learn, the organization she founded with President Obama to empower young women. And HBO is teaming with NBA All-Star LeBron James and filmmaker Antoine Fuqua for a documentary focusing on boxing icon Muhammad Ali. Now, this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. The untitled project will combine original footage and recreation in exploring Ali's greatest triumphs and comebacks. It will paint an intimate portrait of a man who, against all odds, repeatedly dreamed and achieved the impossible. James and Maverick Carter Spring Hill Entertainment will executive produce alongside Antoine Fuqua's, Fuqua Films. Fuqua is also directing the multi-part documentary, which has already started production. A premiere date has yet to be announced. Ali, a three-time heavyweight champion of the world and global icon, died on June 3rd. He was 74. And Beats by Dre recruited 23 of the world's most elite athletes for their latest ad called Be Heard. With the White Stripe Anthem, Seven Nation Army pounding in the background, the spot by Anomaly featuring Serena Williams, Simone Biles, Kevin Durant, Cam Newton, Michael Phelps, LeBron James, and a host of international stars as well. This is the second star-studded ad from Beats in recent months following the Got No Strings spot in October to I Got No Strings from Disney Pinocchio. The ad featured a mix of athletes and entertainers including Nicki Minaj, Pharrell Williams, Phelps, and Young M.A. And Donald Glover, Atlanta's The Coming of Age film, Moonlight, Isa Rae of HBO's Insecure, and Sterling K. Brown portrayal of Christopher Darda in The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Stories, they were among the nominees announced this past Monday morning for the 74th Annual Golden Globe Awards. Actor Don Cheadle, Laurel Dern, and Anna Kendricks were joined by Miss Golden Globe trio, Sophia Sestine, and Scarlett Stallone. Uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press Associated President Lorenzo Soria and Barry Alderman, Dick Clark Production Executive VP of Television, in revealing the nominees on NBC's Today Live from the uh, Beverly Hilton Hotel. Now, Glover also earned an acting nod for his critical acclaim FX seconds. series Atlanta. 
Tandy Newton of HBO Westworld, Fences star Denzel Washington and Viola Davis, Ruth Negga of the interracial drama Loving, and uh, Tracy Ellis Ross and Anthony Anderson of Blackish, Courtney B. Vance of The People vs. O.J., and Carrie Washington of the HBO film Conviction, Octavia Spencer of Hidden Figures, and the film music guru Pharrell Williams also received nominations. This Is Us, Blackish, American Crime, and The People vs. O.J. Simpson join Atlanta among the television nominees. The 2017 ceremony will be hosted by comedian Jimmy Fallon and the air live coast-to-coast on NBC on Sunday, January 8th at 5 to 8 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern from the Beverly Hills Hilton Hotel. And Nia Long has been uh, booked as a recurring role on the current third season of Fox hit music drama series Empire. According to Deadline, Long will play Juliana, a queen pin who runs a club in Las Vegas and make brash moves in the gangster underworld of New York to secure a deal with Empire. It's going to be sleek sexy, and cold-blooded. She runs, She rubs elbows with Lucius, played by Terrence Howard, and she goes toe-to-toe with Cookie, who plays by Taraji P. Henson, even as she reckons with her own mysterious past. The actress most recently appeared in a big-screen feature of Kino and was cast in a recurring role in Netflix's Dear White People series, which is based on Justin Simmons' 2014 crowd-funded movie. The Hollywood Reporter reports that the 10-episode, 30-minute project will like the film. It will follow a diverse group of students of color as they navigate a predominant white Ivy League college where racial tensions are often swept under the rug. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe. And I will talk to you next time. Take care.